Yes, sir. yes, sir. The man wanted to ride. What did he do? Swing down, sweet child. If you're feeling my vibe, then we can all just ride. If you want to get down, then we can all just ride. All my people, throw your hands up high and just ride. Where you're from, east side to west side, just ride. All my people from uptown to downtown. From Cali to NY, you know we all. From the floor, the key, the DP, just ride. All my people worldwide, how you feel? Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, Jason. How are you? Doing good. Um, it's funny, even with the intros, like, I know we're recording, we're putting them up in different orders, so I can't even really tell if the chronology of our lives are coming through in the pods. Like, because there's the other Warriors pod, which you put in the bank, but that's mm-hmm. going to go up later. But anyway, whatever, it's for us. Um, yeah. It's, you know, while you were gone, like, the time kind of flew by. I remember when we were talking about how you might to portugal and it was just like okay you're back already um out here in california like i don't know if you were seeing in the news but there were different fires that came about so oh yeah that was it's well it yeah and even me um i heard about the fires i heard about the one gender reveal gone terribly <laughs> wrong which is yeah. the most moronic thing ever and and actually i was <laughs> Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I guess you can say I'm a uh, San Francisco 49ers fan. I'm not a diehard or anything like that, but you know, um, it was, it was my foray into getting my wife to watch football it was kind okay. of for her. So it's, it's, it's kind of like a nice thing that her and I can enjoy. And I was thinking like, you know, there's an air quality advisory in effect. They should not be playing this game. And sure enough, they should not have played today's game in Santa Clara. So oh, how is it right? It. They, they absolutely play and they should not have, um, they basically, so, yeah, they, they just, by all intents and purposes, they, they should just not have played that game. It was just ridiculous they did. So how are you Yeah, doing no, there? it's really interesting you brought that up. Okay, so how it's been for me is like, I just, I've been staying in. So normally what I would do is I'm working from home. I at least would go outside and go for a walk. And then the pandemic was taking a turn. So it was, okay, well, I have to wear a mask. Okay, well, I'm walking in a park. There's no one around. I won't wear a mask. Um, but then it turned to a point where masks just became a thing where everyone's wearing really. And so like here, here in this, in this, where I'm, where I'm living. So then now with the, uh, the, the fires, like there first were two different fires before, right. That were because of some lightning strikes and there were no rains. So it's incredible. So that was like a huge yeah. thing. Then they managed to contain that. And then about, a, and then, so, okay, things are kind of getting back to normal. The pandemic's lifting up. We're opening up. That's when I went to get the haircut. And so it seemed like we're okay. And I was going to see my aunt and uncle for Labor Day, for a lunch, uh, dinner on Labor Day, or um, Sunday. And then as I was heading out, I'm like, wow, it looks really, like, gray, smoky. I thought that this fire was under control. And then I got to my, the place, and they explained, well, there's, I forget what the creek is, but it's kind of near Fresno. And like, oh, that lit up. And that was, we we're in a heat wave, too. And so, like, that's no good. So... Meanwhile, at the exact same time was another fire that was a result, as you said, as a gender reveal prank or not prank, but like a activity, whatever they're doing. They're shooting some kind of device that had some sparks, I guess, that set a fire. So you got these two fires. And then I think there were some other fires altogether in Oregon and Washington State, um, which I don't think they usually get fires. Um, so not great. But anyway, as far as the air, like... I did go out to do some grocery shopping and I, because I've been so wrapped up looking at the app that I use to like to check air quality, it's under the, it's in the unhealthy range. There's like the moderate, there's unhealthy, then there's very unhealthy. When it was, when they were playing earlier today, um, yeah, they should not have been playing. You know, with that said, it's funny. So I lived in Beijing and I was trying to remember, like, did it 
look like this. And I kind of remember it being that way. And it's funny when I was in my early twenties, you really don't care that much. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. whatever. Um, and when I go outside, I'm like, oh, there are people still walking their dogs. Well, I guess you can't, you have, you just go outside for a few minutes. You have to walk your dog, I think. And then, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of dudes just playing basketball. Like they've been, they locked up that basketball court through the pandemic and they just unlocked it like a f- couple weeks ago. So I guess those guys are just itching to get out there. So they're playing. Wow. They're, they're just doing whatever. They're Incredible. obviously younger too. Like if you're in early 20s, you're like, okay, whatever. Um, you know, just <laughs> just live it. Um, so, you know, I, I think last I checked, they're getting a little bit contained. So anyway, 2020 is a uh, rough year. But uh, at least, you know, I'm safe. I'm indoors. Could be worse, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I just want to tack on. Uh, you mentioned previously about when you're in Portugal, there was the masks were becoming a, um, you know, my people are in favor of wearing masks. They wear masks. But and and the police act like as a bit of the conscience to um, to sort of just nudge people towards, you know, being a good citizen and wearing a mask in Singapore. It's like there were some people who don't want to wear masks and then they just straight face uh, first warnings and they continued warnings and fines. I think they're pretty quick with the fine though. I think the fine is meant to be the warning, but then if you keep doing that, there was a couple of times where someone actually just went and got prosecuted. So there's at least one notable story that she became famous through the islands where she was just not wearing a mask. And then uh, uh, have you heard of the sovereign citizen movement? I'm no, not the way you phrased okay. it, but it's just like people who just, it really started in America. Uh, people who just claim that the government does not have any authority over them. Like, Oh, they you're are, talking about the American. Um, so it started in America, but okay. this lady was in Singapore claiming to be a sovereign citizen. So, which uh, was not, a, it's not exactly a widespread concept. So it wasn't like yeah. the Singaporean authorities were aware. So they're just like, well, no, like you're in Singapore, the laws of Singapore apply. So they prosecute, they're prosecuting her. She could face jail time for not wearing a mask. That's um, hilarious. So anyway, people wear masks as a result. Um, yeah, Portugal, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because Portugal, it's, look, the cops are like, they don't get paid very well. And basically the way they just... They're the type of they're almost like hall monitors, right? They're just like okay. knock it off. Like I basically they're <laughs> like don't make me do my job is what they're trying to say to you, right? Okay. When they're just walking in a park and you know, okay. um they, like yeah, they they just they they really don't wanna like they've been told, um, like you've all been told wear your masks. So the couple of examples I saw in Portugal was just, you know. Like I said, the federal police just come by and say, hey, just, just put on your mask. And they, they don't even stop. They're just they're continuing walking. So really what you could do is if you're an anti-masker is put on your mask so you don't get harassed by the cops and just take it off as soon as they leave. Um, that's that's kind of their role and that's kind of all they want to do. But it just does seem kind of like as this maxim that the whole country kind of did wear its mask. And uh, yeah, a little bit different than here in, in, in the GTA where – um, you know, when I go for walks with my family, I usually don't wear a mask. I'll just kind of maintain social distance from people, make sure I'm not coming in contact with other families. Um, but, um, but there are no like parks and, and, and everywhere, even pretty seemingly everywhere outdoors, people are wearing masks. So it is different. Yeah. It's, it's almost, it is, it's, it's in some way, two different worlds, even though it's the Western world, it's still, um, separated by yeah. an ocean. I think the, the the infection rates are just different at this point, right? Like, yeah. So you're kind of further along there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, back a, a few weeks ago, and I'm trying to remember what triggered that point. You're kind of like, 
what we were talking about, and then you ended up making a point, well, you know, what if, you know, if LeBron ended up being drafted by the Raptors? And then I kind of paused. I didn't have a response because it started blowing my brain up because I was just thinking, wow, that's like a real counterfactual. That would be really interesting. What no one's really ever brought up. But um, I thought it'd be fun to talk about a world where that happened. And the reason is because if you look at the 2003 draft, you know, Cleveland, Detroit, Denver, Toronto, Miami. I mean, those are the five picks that always get talked about because it's LeBron, Darko, Carmelo, Chris, and Dwayne. Um, and like, you know, there are different, it comes up in different ways. Well, like what if, what if Detroit picked Bosch or what if Detroit picked Melo, uh, Wade or any one of those people. Right. But like, really, when you think about it, it's a lottery, it all could have gone different ways. And if, and, and yeah, one, one is yes, the, the order could have been slightly different, the top five. Secondly, Yes, if Detroit doesn't pick Darko, that throws everything through. Like if they pick Carmelo, like where does Bosch and Wade go? Or they pick Wade, where does it all happen? So I thought it'd be fun to just talk about, yeah, what about a world where LeBron were to get drafted by the Raptors? Because if let's say the Raptors were to go number one, like they win, they're only a few, they're only a few places away. There was, it's entirely possible that could have happened. Before we get there, though, just playing this out, like with the other guys, Darko, Carmelo, Bosch, and Wade, um, just thinking about this, like who, like, um in i'm trying to think like who wh- how the realities play out differently if if the draft order is just like if they draft those players slightly different let's say detroit doesn't draft darko cuz uh i mean obviously it didn't really work out for darko yeah poor like, darko <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean well sorry it didn't work out in terms of if you were talking about having a very successful nba career i mean it worked out because he made enough money to live well for the rest of his life so yeah, that's it, fine do you want to do you want to refresh people's memory and maybe mine too was he a complete scrub like what kind of nba career did mark did darko have he um he played for detroit uh but that was like a championship detroit team that really didn't have a lot of playing time for him and there was larry brown who was we've, we've come over larry brown before yeah um so then he ends up with the Magic and then the Grizzlies. Sorry, Magic for a couple of years, the Grizzlies a couple of years, the New York Knicks for a couple of years, the Timberwolves for a couple of years, oh. then finally Boston. And then he at one point just like uh, left, I believe. I think okay. he just sort of like, I'm done. Like I've had enough of this. And I remember there was a good ESPN story about him, about how like – he was a bit young. He didn't, he was alone in America. I didn't like have a good support system in Detroit. And it's sort of, you know, like I think how you start out, it's, it's really actually, if I think about new grads or people when we were new grads and I look at my classmates and how, whatever your first job or first couple of jobs are, your first manager or two managers are and how that it's going to shape who you become. You're either going to be resilient, fight through a bad manager or you're going to let a bad manager hold you down and that's going to become like your trajectory or you're just going to be given a good situation and you're going to take off. And like, so Darko like didn't really get taken off, but there was always, he was a big man who had skills and they always thought that he could find himself at some point. So that's why yeah. a lot of people took a chance with him, a bit like Kwame mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah. Um, Cause he can't teach um, seven feet. Right. So no, um, he uh so the story about him with Detroit with Detroit was like somehow Detroit ended up being in the gym next to him and then you're not supposed to do this stuff there's rules about who you can train with or whatever I forget what it was but they're like oh okay they saw him and then they're like man that guy's good so then there was like a just it was a chance and then they ended up drafting him but like um like I'm just thinking about like if let's say Detroit drafts let's go through this here Melo Wade Bosch um, one of those guys, like any of those guys, mm-hmm. it's an interesting situation. Like Bosch, or sorry, 
I think, let's say Mello. Um, I feel like Mello has the career, like whichever of these teams he has when he joins, I think we get the career that Mello has. Like, I just don't, I have not gotten the impression with Mello. Like he's been through more than one team now, more than one organization. And he's generally been quite consistent, which is obviously also really good too, right? To be able to consistently produce and do like what you're supposed to, what your strengths are and produce that in no matter the environment. That's good. Um, but I don't know if we get like, ultra mellow who gets a ring or anything like that like it just it is what it is um are you are you you saying that he so if carmelo anthony gets a ring in 2004 okay um with detroit that doesn't he doesn't have a different career after that because not as i don't know i mean like because darko didn't get to play big minutes for that team so i mean like does let's say carmelo joins this team he's a young guy um, I, I just, I, I don't, like, yeah, he's, I, I, he's, he's taking minutes either from Tayshawn or Rip. So you're right. He probably, he probably doesn't get much playing time as a rookie, but I don't know. That's, that's actually, yeah, you kind of, you, 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 you kind of just blew my mind away just now. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's really, okay, you know what, how about this? Let's turn this into a series. We're on the spot. We're going to turn this into a series. Like okay. a what if the draft, so we talk like we do to even maybe do it like, what if each team drafted whatever player? We'll think about this later. But let's let's talk about LeBron in Toronto. All right. Uh, let's dive into it. Um, okay. Immediately think about who the Raptors are at this point in 2003. They've got Vince Carter, who he's a couple years removed from that really awesome uh, series with the Philadelphia 76ers and Allen Iverson. So it's still, it's still really prime Vince Carter. Um, and... Like, that's immediately the dynamic duel you're going to have, right? Um, so on the court, um, I know you're, you're, you're big on X's and O's. Tell, tell me your thoughts on how that plays out, Vince and, and LeBron, as a tandem wow. on the court. Looks like. um, okay, I'm trying, <laughs> to think, I'm trying to think of 03 Raptors. So, okay, let's, let's set the temperature for 2003. I think Toronto is getting a little bit fed up with Vince. I mean, he's on the cover of fake EA sports games of him being on the floor, right? Because he's injured Vince. And is this around the time where like Chris Childs is uh Toronto Raptor and is Akeem Olajuwon, you know, asking someone to refill his scripts for his arthritic <laughs> medication and, 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 and oh. Vince wants him to be a Raptor. I mean, this is a very, yeah, this is an ugly, ugly time. Um, because, because the okay. thing is when, when Vince, when Vince was injured, I think it was 2003 or maybe 2002. Yeah, you're right. He was injured because he was kind of injured when he, he was injured during the playoff run, right? Because Raptors did have, um, they did go oh, five right. games against, uh, Detroit, I believe. Right. And that's when Chris Charles forgot what the score was during one of the key plays. So he was not even on the floor. And if I remember correctly, Raptors like won like eight out of nine to finish the regular season without Vince. Just so as much as I make fun of Chris Charles, he was integral and just like this, this, this Raptors team was running on fumes and zero stars. And, um, and, 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 and the reason why I also remember this stretch was because the Raptors are fighting for their playoff lives to get in. And yet Raptors games are being preempted for like curling. Like it was such a different time, man. Like talk <laughs> about like, 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 like I, I'm going to jump yeah. in. I'm going to tell you how to, to tell you what kind of time it was. 
in oath, the 0304 season, they introduced the new Raptors red. You know, they went away from the purple and the white yeah. to like the red. Yeah. And to introduce it, they used Shania Twain, <laughs> country singer Shania Twain. Okay. I can't, I can't even. Well, I mean, like, yes, she's a great. She's obviously a very accomplished star. And she's, she's got nothing to do with favorite. basketball, though. But it's just weird to think about that. Yeah. It wasn't just Toronto. It was the entire NBA. But that's just weird to think that that's what, you know, was going to be considered a marketing move at that time for any NBA team, and especially this fledgling team, the Raptors. So anyway, it's weird. Um, so, okay, they're on the court. You're, you're talking about a situation where that's what it was. But let's talk about a counterfactual because LeBron shows up in Cleveland. They obviously don't make the playoffs for their first couple years, but immediately it's going to change the team, right? Like whoever the players are, whatever the situation is, like whatever trades are going to happen, it, it could change, right? I mean, because now you have – now, instead of whatever they were before LeBron shows up, you have Vince and LeBron as this tandem, and Vince probably okay. maybe feels a little more invigorated. Yeah, you know um, what? I I I I I'm, I feel terrible. I didn't answer your question because Vince was very down on um, Raptors selecting Bosch, right? Yeah, uh, I think I forget what comment he said or what body language he showed, but he was very down. And this was right around the time where he was like, "I'm not going to dunk anymore." I think so. X's and O's. Vince is suddenly reinvigorated. He's got a player. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't take. Night. I don't take Vince as the jealous type. I don't think Vince would be like this guy's taking the team away from me. I think he, he's almost welcoming. Like shit, man. Like when Tracy left, I really needed him, and you might be better than Tracy. So let's let's do this. I really do see Vince, even young Vince, even young you know, young, dumb, and full of, you know, Vince Carter, even back then, I do see him welcoming LeBron James because at the very least, you're looking at LeBron James as like your meal ticket, right? You're looking at him as like a guy that can elevate your game and your legacy. And yeah, he's going to take the shine off you. But I mean, X's and O's, I mean, you're like sports center every night is just those two. Like even, even if they're only winning 45 games that year, um, every night, those guys are just blowing up your top 10 every night. So that that's what I'm seeing in terms of X's and O's. Just a lot of dunks, a lot of alley-oops, um, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of LeBron James just um, doing what he did in his rookie year, but with a Raptors jersey, and maybe Vince doing more of what he did in 2000, 2001. Because um, we did see that as soon as he, he went to New Jersey, right? He, the old Vince did come back. Yeah. So... He, and that was why he wanted. That's part of why he was happy to go to Jersey, right? Because he could have yeah. share the load with some other stars. Yeah. So, like on the court, you're gonna have LeBron probably hold the. I mean, if not right away in the first game, obviously, but he's a rookie. But somewhere through, like LeBron is gonna assert himself, and somewhere through that first season, and Vince is gonna realize he can be off ball a little more. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just this dynamic one-two punch. It definitely, it definitely is going to surpass Tracy and and um, Tra when when Tracy was, was with Vince in Toronto, like Vince, like LeBron didn't have really anybody in that first stretch, first few years, like in Cleveland. Like they gradually started adding people to the team, and then he made the playoffs there in '06 uh, or '07 or whatever it was. But think about like. Okay, so they're playing well. They're going to make the playoffs for sure. Like, mm -hmm. you have Vince and LeBron. Like, it's not going to be like LeBron where he doesn't make the playoffs for the first few years and people are questioning, like, well, is Carmelo better because he made the playoffs in his first season? So, that's going to happen. So, the, the Raptors are in the playoffs every year. So, then let's yep. say you get to uh, 
Um, like, let's think about machinate, player movement, player machinations for a second here. Like, I just talk about X and O's and O's. Is definitely the Raptors are not going to get the number one overall pick in 2006 when Andrea was drafted. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Which, by the way, little tangent, it just drives me crazy. Was I just was I'm, I'm in the process of listening to Old Man in the Three, the JJ Reddick podcast, where he's interviewing Chris Bosch. They okay. asked him a question about him and Bargnani, and he's like taking up Bargnani's this guy, it's this guy, you know, it's his friend. But like, what at that time, Chris was uh, a fan of um, what's his Lamarcus Aldridge. They those guys were from Texas. They played in high school together, oh. so it's like. He was like, I was hoping that we we'd play together because we used to run in Texas, and like mm-hmm. it would just would have been great to just have him as my teammate because like I okay. knew him. And I'm like thinking back, like I cannot believe that that didn't matter to Clancho. Like you have your star player, and maybe we've had that debate whether he's a star or not. But like whatever, mm-hmm. he's the most important player on the team. Like I don't know, is he not consulted, or do they not do their research? Like what that would matter to me if I'm the GM. I'm thinking. Yeah, here's these two guys who obviously were really accomplished in high school. They know each other. They're going to have chemistry. They're both two big men in, a, in an era where the two big men kind of still mattered. So having two two big men up front, like you know skill. what? Anyway, anyway I, sorry. I, I don't, I don't, I don't put that on Colangelo because, and I'll tell you why. Because because Toronto is not a real basketball team owned by real owners. It's okay. it's a corporation. I'm almost positive that Brian Colangelo comes in because I think the sequence of events was Colangelo's hired, then the Raptors win draft lottery. And it was like, I'm, I'm picturing like Petty and Tannenbaum being like, so we're getting the Italian kid, right? We're getting the Italian kid, right? Like, it's almost like, you know, don't fuck up on your first day. Do not get, don't not get the consensus number one, because Many people want to rewrite history. I'm sorry. Bargnani was the consensus number one overall. Um, not by a lot, but he was still like, yeah, like we're going to get like whoever gets first overall is probably going to take the Italian kid. Like, okay. I, Maybe. So, I mean, so, but, 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 and also I, uh, just to add to your point, was he not consulted? Um, I think Raptors were probably a little bit tired of the Carter effect era where he was consulted too much because Vince wanted Hakeem, Vince wanted Dr. J as the GM. And they probably were just like, listen, um, are you going to be the type of guy that stands up to your star players and like make basketball decisions on your own? And Colangelo says, yeah, no one, no one bossed me around. I make my own Twitter burner accounts on my own. Thank you very much. So I'm pretty sure it was his wife who did that. Oh, it was. All right. Whatever, man. Um, so I think, um, like when it comes to a lot of basketball decisions and even the Masai Ujiri era. Um, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Like you can't convince me that these guys have full autonomy over these teams. When you have these like stupid corporations, like media companies, like you have to run by every stupid nickel and dime past these guys who don't know anything about the game. So I question well, whether or not that Colangelo had full autonomy, even with no, the first overall. He, he did. He had fault. I mean, because like um, he just he was had a, such a run of just incompetence. Like it wasn't like he was there for a year or two. He was there for quite a number of years. And we also saw him in Philly just make the same. It was actually incredible to think about it too, right? He comes into Toronto, he lucks into the number one pick, he drafts by ninety, goes mm-hmm. into Philly, lucks into the number one picks, drafts Mark Faults. And he actually drafted Mark Alf- No, he's sorry. He made a trade, gave away a pick to get to the number one pick just to draft Mark Faults instead of say just taking, you know, Jason Tatum or uh Mm. Uh, who was the other guy along the ball? Like, I don't know. But like yeah. Anyway, um just sorry, nice little tangent there just came up because we were talking about Toronto on the draft. Yeah. So 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 
in 2006, they're obviously going to be a perennial playoff contender. Do they um, – like, so they don't get Bargnani. And the Bargnani mm-hmm. ends up having some other kind of career. Maybe he's in Portland, for all we know. And he ends up thriving for a good number of years before he has to leave the league. But then let's say uh, the Raptors – Perennial playoffs. Vince mm-hmm. clearly probably is going to stay at Toronto, right? Like he's not asking for a trade if he's making the playoffs year after year, right? That's that's the million dollar question. Well, like, what made you? Th- yeah. What would make you think that he wants to ask for a trade if he's making the playoffs every year? And there, and not only are they making the playoffs, because I, maybe I should jump to the question. I'm like, in the East, there in the mid 2000s, like, who were the who's the who coach? The okay, these are the like, these Detroit? are these. Are, these are the factors. Who's the head coach? Who's the GM? Well, like, again, so now this is counterfactuals, right? So now you have LeBron and Vince, and you can end up at that point too. Like you're gonna pick, like you're gonna get your choice of really good coaches because you. That's have what I mean. That's that's coaches. yeah. You're you're making you're making the point for me. Okay. If you're okay. if you're if you have a better coach than Sam Mitchell, then yeah, Vince stays. But if Sam, you're Mitchell, for sure getting someone better than. Well, you you say that right, but um, like you know, Toronto is it's still Toronto. Maybe they lucked out and got LeBron James, but that doesn't mean like coaches are like, well, yeah, they are. What are you talking yeah. about? You're gonna have Vince Carter and LeBron James yeah. on the same team. Listen, listen, it's one of those things I realized what I said as as I was saying it. Um, yeah, you're right. Okay. They, they they might be attracting stud coaches, but uh, I don't know, man. It's just, so I think. Okay, so back to the question where about Vince, right? So he's okay. Come on, I, I think we are. I think we both know that that Vince doesn't for, try to force a trade out of Toronto if LeBron James is joining his team. That I will give you. Okay, so now you've got Vince locked in for a good number of years, and LeBron's there. Um, now they're headed mm-hmm. to the 2000s, so mm-hmm. like. How do we see a decision coming about, right? So, like LeBron gets through, through. Um, actually, before we get to the decision, like how does the East play out here? Because, like, you have. I'm thinking here. You got Detroit. You've got Miami, which will have Dwayne Wade. Like, we're going to keep those other guys in their teams as they are, right? So Shaq Bosch, and Wade. Shaq and Wade. Okay, for yeah. that year. Bosch, let's say Bosch is drafted by Detroit. Like most, let's say eight draft, do that simulation, that draft like 10 more times. I, I think like um, Mellow Nuggets. Yeah, let's say Bosch ends up Detroit. Like that probably seems like the more plausible scenario, right? And then Detroit Stellar, Miami, and Boston pulls off. Let's say they pull off their big three trade. Um, it's probably still tough for Toronto to. To win, isn't it? They do. They do need a third player, and we could be here all night as to who that third player is. Because, um, yeah, like they at least have a better shot at getting that third player, but we don't just assume that. But it's not a foregone conclusion based on what we saw with Toronto that this team turns into the championship team, right? So we won't say that much. So I'm trying to imagine a decision um, where LeBron is doing this: is he going to stay in Toronto um, or not? Uh, it, I don't think it plays out the same way, does it? Um, well, the depends. Sure. Does it does does he go? Does he go seven years without winning an NBA? Does he go seven oh, years in Toronto without winning that. a championship? Okay. In terms of the the heat on him leaving, I mean, I for sure I think he leaves Toronto after he finishes his uh, his rookie contracts and extensions. He becomes unrestricted free agent, right? I think that happens. If he doesn't win, um, mm-hmm. then he leaves. Okay. But he doesn't like he doesn't become a villain. 
the same way, right? I mean, who in it looked like no one cared that Kawhi left. Like it just happened. Um, like no one will care if LeBron leaves Toronto versus the way he ditched Cleveland. You're a you're a you're assuming the best out of this fan base. Because, oh no no no! Toronto will uh, care, but I just mean the rest of the NBA universe won't care because no one cares about Toronto. Like who gotcha. cares about them? Yes, he's going to just be like. They're just going to be jacked to see LeBron join. Oh, they're going to be happy. Market. Yeah. Like, kind of like Kawhi. Like, the NBA didn't – who who in the media raked Kawhi over the coals? No one cares. No one. Um, no one. No one. going to L.A. and they don't have to go to Toronto in December, right? You're like right. The media is going to send their crew there. Plus, I mean, it was handled differently, the way Kawhi handled this, than, than LeBron. But with that said, Toronto is not a destination market. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so – um, I, I think, um, I'm just, I guess maybe the end result's the same from, from a player machination movement there, unless you're doing different, but it um, depends. It d- depends on what kind of deep runs they have. So okay. when did Le- LeBron had his finals appearance in 07, right? Yeah. So let's assume that he has a finals appearance with Vince in 07. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know, man, maybe they have... And they play that Spurs team. So let's say they play that Detroit team. They can beat that Detroit team, right? I mean, because he already did it with Cleveland. But he already did it. it, and now he's got Vince. And maybe maybe our point guard is like Chris Paul or something crazy like that because I think he would fit in really nice with Vince Carter, like a, yeah. like a aging Vince Carter and um, a stud Chris Paul and you know uh, LeBron James, who's in his, what, third or fourth season. I could see, yeah. a, I could, I could totally see a Chris Paul being on Toronto. Um, the city would love him. The city would love a Chris Paul type. And uh, yeah, maybe they have a deep run, and maybe they don't get swept by the Spurs either, right? Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe Spurs needs six games to to beat the um, young Toronto Raptors, and maybe that's good enough for. I mean, we're gonna get to into other factors. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into other factors of why you know if, if LeBron's brand translates well in Canada as it does in, in the States, but maybe if he's, maybe if he's happy on that end of things, maybe he does decide, Hey, you know what? Uh, Toronto's been good to me and I'm, I'm going to stick it out here. You never know. If he, if he want to ring in Cleveland or if you want to ring in Toronto before, you think he could still feel open to leaving? I think if he want to cle- ring in Cleveland the first time around, he would have, I think he might've stayed um, possibly. Right. Part of the reason he moved to Miami was to, he Two. seems like he seems like a free spirit. It's like, you know, Michael and Kobe, it's like, oh, these are your conventional norms. You have to stick with the city, especially if you win a championship. And LeBron's like, mm, no, that doesn't yeah, work right. for me. Right. That, that doesn't that doesn't work for me, right? Type of thing. So okay. he seems like he's been a rule breaker. Um, not egregious, just kind of, you know, just, just the way he was brought right. into the league just and break the mold. Yeah. I'm gonna do his own thing. So then yeah. Okay, let's say there's the LeBron run, and it seems like it's LeBron's team, but LeBron's leaves because that's what he does, and he he still kicks off the player empowerment era. Because you know what, I actually wouldn't put a pass into to get. I wouldn't, I wouldn't shortchange the credit that he should get in actually thinking about that kind of stuff at a higher level as a young man. Like maybe the player should have more say. Like maybe like him actually thinking like mm-hmm. about that what kind of change he might impact both on him and the league and the players in society like i actually wouldn't surprise me that he kind of thinks along those lines um so then vince is in toronto you think if vince has that kind of decent run and now he would have been in the league and in the nba with the raptors for about 10 years plus 
Do you think at that point that the Raptors, like, that's it? Like, he's kind of just going to stay with Toronto, kind of the way Dirk does? Like, yeah. Or not Dirk, Dirk won. Let's say, uh, who is there that hasn't won? Like, Reggie Miller or... Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I don't like talking about the guys from the '90s because that's kind of a different way of thinking in life. But I'm trying to think of some other guys who like stayed with the team and didn't really win in the 2000s onward. Um, but you know what I mean, like with that. Vince, the, the way Vince came into the league and the way he left Toronto and the way he retired, he's like this old. He kind of is a '90s player. He turned into one. Um, I had no idea. What were you said? What what was the last uh, stint that uh, Vince said? And he went to management and goes, "What what's my role here? Who can I help?" Oh, in Atlanta. Uh, oh, yeah. Then, yeah, as a veteran, that became his thing. Like, yeah. Show up. Uh, yeah. So so say it's two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, which is right around the time that Vince stopped kind of being like this NBA first team guy. Um, okay. Yeah. So LeBron still hasn't hit his stride um we potentially have another third player on our team like a chris paul or um darren williams or i don't know um just trying to think of another guy that would that would go well with vince carter and lebron james um so we have a third guy now you have to start thinking that you know vince is you know vince is kind of plateauing maybe we need a guy to kind of replace him so that he can be more of that role player um going into 2008 9 and 10 assuming that LeBron does leave um, because as much as this is about LeBron James being part of the Toronto Raptors, we also have to think about what the Toronto Raptors are doing um, with Vince Carter. Now that he's decided to stay, Um, I could totally see Vince being happy seeing the kind of the game passing by him, but him still having an influence on the next generation of players. And I don't know Vince Carter well enough to know if he likes going from city to city. Maybe he does. Or if it was like, look, Vince, um, kind of like how Vince McMahon gave Bret Hart that 20-year contract. Like, Listen, man, we don't expect you to wrestle for these 20 years. You're not going to be number one for the next 20 years, but you have a job for life with us. So if someone came along and said to Vince, like, you know, LeBron's going to be here for another couple seasons, but we got a good thing going here. Um, how about you take a hometown discount? You you're might be a starter for another two years, and then you know let's start thinking about you, um, okay. kind of being more that role player. I could totally see Vince Carter, like the twenty twenty Vince Carter that I saw this year, that maturity that he showed that I don't think he had back then, but maybe he had it back then. We just never got an opportunity to see it because we thought he was this spoiled brat. Yeah. That's what I, could, I was envisioning. Yeah, I'm envisioning that too, and. and yeah, and I really think that Vince kind of like, you know, the the whole thing about Vince leaving Toronto was, yeah, it was an ugly divorce. It was a breakup, but he almost like regretted it immediately. And so did Toronto. Like it was within years. Like he, he it's not like he like owned it or like he kind of grew up really fast after that. So he was almost this old vet and a wise veteran and kind of knew how the NBA was played. You know, like already as a New York, as a New York, excuse me, as a New Jersey net. So there is, you couldn't, you could easily convince me that Vince Carter had the maturity in 2008 to take like, kind of like, listen, man, do you like, we would love for you to um, retire as a Toronto Raptor and he would totally take that deal. So, yeah, that, so that's kind of what I was envisioning. Like what if that's probably like having a run with LeBron 
would have been, and we're sort of assuming good management at this point, that they not great, but just good enough, kind of like what we saw with Dan Gilbert's office. But like that, yeah, like if, if Vince had spent 10 years at that point and been like, he kind of moves into a bit of a secondary role where he's still on the team, a bit like Reggie Miller. Uh, was Reggie Miller like secondary by the end? But, but like, I'm trying to think if Reggie was not a starter towards he the was end. there with the Malice, right? He was there, mm-hmm. the yeah. Team. So, so like, just like you're, you're still an important part of the team, you're kind of teaching, but. Um, but like it's, there's other guys showing up. So, um, that's kind of what I was wondering there. Now, um, LeBron in the Toronto organization, there's a few elements I want to kind of pick your brain on. Like, um, does he become like, do we say that LeBron becomes the player he is no matter what? Like, is he so good that the Canadian inferiority complex that sort of seems to permeate every Raptor that ever comes to the city, like except Kawhi, that that it wouldn't impact LeBron. Like, do we think that he's he's impervious to that? Like, he will just somehow drag the mediocrity of Canada and Toronto up to his level. Um. Yes and no. That plays into my theory, right? I I think I have shared it with you. The theory, just to repeat for anybody listening, that okay. that. That the the media and the city and the fans, the negativity of it, like that that insecurity that comes with being Canadian, has seeped into the organization of the Raptors. So that anybody from Demar Derozan to Andrea Bargnani to like Chris Bosh, all these guys that have come through, and uh, that they that they that they kind of just start to suck because it's that oh we're just as good mindset. We talked about like what it's like to be in Canada and how that tint that tentativeness seeps into every player, and so. That's what I'm saying. Like feeding it, assuming my theory is there, then does LeBron overcome that? Does does that not even phase him the way it doesn't phase Kawhi? I don't think it phases him. Le- LeBron to you know to use a word you like to use. I don't think he, I've ever seen him shook because of what the media has thrown his way. He's always been. I mean, the way the decision ended, at least in those first like 48 hours. Um, if that didn't phase him, like the whole world talking about you and jerseys with your name on it literally being burned and he just sleeps his 10 hours, no problem. I don't well, see... But you remember in early in career, we, we've seen him like have these moments where he would look um, in his head. Remember when Boston just sort of looked like in game six against Boston in that 2010, I think, series where he just kept passing, kept passing. Like he just totally looked... Yeah, but that's, that, that's, that's, that's also against the Mavericks when he yeah, just that's, that's, up. that's in game though. That's got nothing to do okay. with like um, that's got nothing to do with like you know Toronto Steve Simmons for the Toronto. Who's that guy that always introduces himself at NBA press conference? Oh, Mark Schwartz, I think his name is. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, he's 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 hilarious. He like he'll ask three questions during the during the post game interview he'll always introduce himself it's like bro you just spoke three minutes ago like you have the floor <laughs> i think it's mark schwartz he always says like he always says mark schwartz espn um tulsa oklahoma right he'll always say something like long-winded um he's always done well with kind of that immediate kind of like michael did and you saw it in the last dance where you know, just being asked the same questions night after night after night and just that little smile, that little comment, and thanks, guys. Have a good night. So I don't – honestly, man, Canadian okay. Can, Canadian media thinks it's tough, and that's why it's hilarious when, <laughs> you know, Toronto Maple Leafs players can't handle the, the media. It's just like, oh, my God, you guys are so pathetic. Like, 
um the athletes i'm talking about like you guys can't handle these little twerps like asking you dumb questions like oh why'd you make that mistake on the penalty kill it's like just shut up and answer and just move on like i don't i really don't think the canadian media it's it's gnawing it's like uh water torture it's 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 that it's that it's that jab that doesn't hurt but it's scoring points it's it's gnawing but um, I just I don't see that phasing LeBron James. Okay. There's there's nothing about Canon Canadian media or the Canadian fans that could phase LeBron. To me, the biggest thing is whether we can accommodate his lifestyle, um, and okay. and and develop his brand um, the way that every other American city, yes, even Cleveland, can do better than Toronto. So you're going where I was going to ask you about now. Let's say okay. before we get to the brand second, like him as a man or him as a player developing into Toronto, the soft influences that kind of come with just being in a place, how yeah. do we think it shapes him or does it not? Maybe he's just in his own sort of LeBron world. He, he first, he's got to get his friends somehow across the board. He's got to get jobs. That's I guess, true. The Raptors organization. He's got to give That's him Jesus. True. Hopefully none of them have any priors or anything. Um, so then he does, let's say he does, um, it's also tough. He's got his, you know, Savannah is his then girlfriend, his kid. He's got to move them to Toronto too. It'd be kind of interesting. Um, you just, I'm just curious how that shapes him to a degree. I, I think, I mean, I don't think he necessarily ever goes to Cleveland if he, you know what I mean? Like part of why he had to go back to Cleveland was because of the way he left Cleveland and he's from, it's not just because he's from Cleveland, right? There's a lot of players who are from a city who don't really go back. It's just because of the history of him being drafted by Cleveland and spend yeah. several years there. that's part of it right so and um when he is in toronto like from a lebron brand standpoint and an nba marketing standpoint does it like do does he get does he get all the same kind of um attention and the like the the opportunities and does the NBA get the same opportunities? Because Vince was a very dynamic player, but even then it was it's like there's some games that they broadcast on national TV, but it was still still a bit tough for the league, right? To have Vince in Toronto. Yeah. I was curious if that was gonna be the same case for LeBron. So NBA no, you've mentioned the CRTC in the past and what kind of headaches that would cause, you know, LeBron James. Um again, like we're talking about two thousand and three where um Obviously, LeBron James does not get preempted for curling in 2003, but but Vin, <laughs> but, but 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 Vince Carter did. It was it was the weirdest thing. So okay, um, I don't remember that. Yeah. And even pro wrestling, yeah. which was doing better ratings. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like for people who aren't from Canada, like curling is is does really good on 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 our version of ESPN. Curling <laughs> does uh, I, like it's it's not it's not yeah, scrub programming. But um, LeBron James, LeBron James is a game changer. Basically, what I'm saying is that LeBron James in 2003 to 2009, whenever the decision comes, whenever he does leave Toronto, whether he wins a championship or not, he's not only getting a blank check, he's getting a blank do whatever you want because Toronto just does not have the info. First of all, when he's drafted, does MLSE own the Raptors? I don't. I'm curious. It almost doesn't matter because um, even if Masai Ujiri, you know, an alpha, a guy who like like runs a team, yeah, um, makes every decision, um, gets Bobby Webster, Webster to grab his coffee, like like I don't think I don't think Masai Ujiri can even say no to LeBron's demands, like. 
I want my entourage here. I want, you know, I want, yeah, um, yeah. like, I, I, how can you say no to LeBron James, the brand in 2003 when he is like the Raptors just aren't in a position. They don't have enough clout as an organization. There's no Pat Riley there. There's no years of, um, they're, they're, they're just not an entity like they are now. That yeah, so LeBron James, I guess, gets to do everything that he would want to, maybe even more so than he could do in in um in the states. But does he have the reach? No, of course. Like playing Canada, it's it's like um it's like a firewall, right? You're trying you're trying to download torrents at work. It's it's not going to happen, right? It's just, <laughs> there's just a, just the a massive wall that's just it's going to take you three days to to get um you know a movie uh, downloaded. It's just so LeBron James. Yeah, maybe his brand stifles a bit here, but he kind of does get like, kind of does get his perks, if you know what I mean. He kind of like does uh, yeah. get to like he, he gets he gets that like, rock star life. He gets to kind of yeah. like do what he wants to do, but a lot of sway in the organization. A lot of sway in the organization. All those things we've talked about LeBron in the past, where he's had influence over teammates and coaches, and him just telling a coach like, "Nah, I don't want to run that play." He's probably doing that four or five years earlier in Toronto. Yeah, like he was getting that in Cleveland a lot, so he had to kind of give that up when he went to Miami, and Pat Riley was not going to allow that. So that was um, a thing. I think you know the way you lay it out it makes sense, and it basically does ensure that he leaves Toronto as soon as he can because there's just greater opportunities to like for his branding and all that stuff when he goes back into the States. So it's probably a lock that he actually does leave. He doesn't stick around. And, and um, we, and we know his final destination, right? It is LA. It is, you know, okay. it's, it's still once, 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 yeah. once we know that LA is the land where he can make, um, you know, his kids can play ball and play at a high level and potentially make NBA and, he can do his little Space Jam remake in his school and just, you know, be bigger than the sport. Now that we know where his headspace is at, yeah, I mean, uh, you would think that Toronto is just another ends to the mean, or I'm saying that wrong, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's... Just, it's, it's a stepping stone. It's Cleveland, it's Toronto, they're kind of interchangeable yeah. because we know the destination is Los Angeles at the end of the day. Does... The Raptors achieve, because it's finally got prominence as it is now, right? Like with Kawhi and this run with Kyle and Damar and Masai. Like, let's say LeBron can generate that kind of energy. Do you think that the Raptors emerge much earlier? It doesn't take 20 years. It only takes like five, 10 years, you know, for the Raptors to become what it is now in the state have, and across the NBA or not really? I have two answers for you. Um, okay. Well, I guess there's only two answers, yes and no. So the yes part is it's, it's it's very possible that even if they don't win an NBA championship with LeBron, maybe they have a winning culture. And I've talked about winning culture, how you know I really like what Dwayne Casey and DeMar DeRozan did for the city yeah. and Tim Laiwiki. Like, if it's up to me, I'm giving them rings, you know, just as a kind of a lifetime achievement award. Um because they were kind of like, you know, you kind of got to lose a little bit before you win type of thing. Um, not always, but in, in this case... So it's possible, but what people also forget is we we had some success with Vince, and then comes Chris Bosh, and then you know the ceiling just falls with Barnani, and you know people forget the Barnani years. Now I know that doesn't happen with LeBron, but take Barnani out of it. Those, 
you know, that 2011 to 2013 stretch, 2014 stretch, actually they made the playoffs, but they were one and done. Like there was, it was yeah. like, it was like, they won like a Gar- game or one or two games. Yeah. It was like was Kevin Garnett beating them with the nets and then Paul Pierce with the bullets or wizards or whatever the hell they're called. Like that was, it was, it was terrible. Right. It was, um, so th- I think those years still happen and, you know, Toronto's still kind of a joke. Um, Toronto's kind of a joke until they actually win the championship. Um, yeah, in, in, a, so, in a lot of ways. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for I, you. I, so I don't think it does because I think part of the emergence of the Raptors is not really so much the success. I mean, the success was the match that was needed, but the kindling and the firewood being there was just a generational trend. The fact that all the rap, it took a generation of Raptors fans who were kids growing up and they were growing up with the league and the team. And now they are raising their families and they're following it. It just became stronger. Whereas in the 2000s, like we, we've heard me talk about how Toronto emerged more as a city, as a real city that the, that other people around the world can look at and can kind of look up to. That kind of happened from post 2010 onwards. So I really kind of think that LeBron's shine would have been wasted in Toronto to a degree compared with just being in any American market. Cause um, I don't think to Canadian fans were like, cause another way to phrase the question is were those Raptors going to like get that, were they even going to have a chance at um, taking any attention away from the Leafs or hockey? And like, at least for a little bit of time, like these Raptors last year did, but I don't think anything was really going to do that. Uh, Toronto wasn't a global city. Then I mean, it's emerging now in different ways. But uh, it, it was going to be a bunch of, as you point out, a bunch of games that sort of just get forgotten and get put into the can. And then Sports Center here in the States, I think they'll be like, oh, let's see what LeBron's up to in this game. It's like because, you know, the Raptors are playing the Knicks tonight or the Raptors mm-hmm. are playing the, the uh, who was it? Detroit tonight. But if it's like – Whereas, like, if he's in Cleveland, they're like, well, like, let's see what LeBron's doing against the Kings in the opener, season opener. Oh, he just dunked in this very first play of the game. You know what I mean? Like, if it's the Raptors versus the Kings, I don't think that that, that happens. So, yeah, I think that uh, – I don't you think it changes that. I don't think you know what – you know what um, You know what just came to me as you were talking? I just thought of, like, the Carter effect and the LeBron okay. effect. Look at all oh, these yeah. – Look at all these Canadian players that pretty much um, were inspired by Vince. Watching, you know, they were little, they were little shits in like '99, <laughs> and then they're watching Vince win dunk competitions, and they're like, "Oh my god, I want to, I want to play basketball and not hockey or rugby or golf or whatever the fuck." And <laughs> like, does that get like tripled with LeBron effect in Toronto? I mean, are we seeing like? You know, I, I kid that uh, Jamal Murray was from Kitchener, Ontario. Is there like people coming from like, is there ball players coming from like Timmins, Ontario, and uh, <laughs> and Shawinigan in Quebec? I mean, the Carter effect might get dwarfed <laughs> by the LeBron effect. So that's a good point. So the um, and, and and it's funny because we've you know Canada's done really well of producing some some really good basketball players and you know yeah. even seeing Kelly Olenek play with the uh, with Miami just you know because we've talked about how deep Miami is and they're they're sneaky deep and uh you know Olenek's a, a sneaky good player um my god I mean what would that do watching LeBron James just kind of being this global like like so LeBron's still gonna be like this perennial all-star year after year after year 
Um, he's going to be close to winning, um, you know, scoring titles and like also almost, uh, you know, getting those triple double stats. I mean, he's just, he's just a better basketball player than Vince Carter. And you see the effect that Vince had now Vince did enter the dunk competition. We're assuming that LeBron never enters a dunk competition as well, but in retrospect, that was, he didn't need it, right? I mean, he he, and that that's another that's another reason why LeBron's a rule breaker because for years people were saying, "Oh yeah, LeBron, LeBron James has to enter a dunk competition." Well, motherfucker, he just said he didn't. So what are you <laughs> going to do about it? Like Kobe did it, Michael did it, Dominique did it, um, Vince. Yeah, Vince did it. Um, you know, T Mac had to go in it. Um, you get kind of. You, you kind of get uh, typecast. It's just like, oh, you're a, you're a dunking score. You have to enter the dunk competition. Uh, LeBron never did, and so. Um, Do you remember that one year when he proclaimed that he was going? To yes, do it? I, and he did it. He did it at the dunk off. He he like he was in yeah. attendance. He was like, they saw going to do it, man, and all that stuff. That's funny. Um, so, um, the kind of okay. Talking about the Raptors, counterfactuals, just throwing this out there, just two, two of them, quick, kind of briefly. Carmelo, mm-hmm. uh, you've heard me. I, I think we just get the same career. Like, he's he's there. I think the Raptors sort of, you know, they, maybe they make the playoffs. I don't know if that anything really changes with the Raptors or with Carmelo. And I think after some years, he just wants to get out. And his career kind of is a bit like Bosch. He goes somewhere and he maybe has a bit of success, but – he just sort of is there. I think that Wayne, I think that Carmelo has like a career that's like Bosch. I think Wade, I think he, um, he actually doesn't have the career that he has or like Carmelo or Bosch. I think that he just becomes a hard scrabble guard in this team. That's not really that good. He kind of gets playing time. And if he's lucky, he gets to have a career. That's a bit like, uh, um, who's out there. Like, um, who's a veteran guard. Um, are we st- are we are we still assuming that Dwayne Wade is drafted by Miami and plays with Shaq in 05 and 06? No, well, see, the thing is, I think he got that. That's part of the Miami development, and he's part of surrounded okay. by those really awesome players. He blossoms, and he gets. But if he's a t- guy that sort of joins this Toronto team, um, that's with Vince. Which, by the way, it seems like a bit of a duplicate duplication of skills there with the two of them. But yeah. that's be a problem but anyway maybe Vince goes small forward which he kind of can but I think that like what happens is that he he doesn't like have really strong success we, we saw him with him in Miami and after LeBron left and before LeBron came where he was sort of just there and he was kind of good but if he wasn't in a destination market if he hadn't already had previous success no one would really care who he was or what he was doing he would just sort of um Who's a guard that's sort of been in the league? Like a Jamal Crawford. I mean, Jamal Crawford had like a lot of good success early on. Like he was a highly touted guy. He was mm-hmm. seen as like a real star. And then uh, several years go in and then when he finally makes some playoffs with uh, Atlanta Hawks. People are like, oh, Jamal Crawford actually finally made the playoffs. And like he's – and then they're like, oh, maybe he's actually just a role player. Maybe he's just a good guy to have a four, fourth or fifth guy on the team. Maybe it's six man. Like good for him. Like he's, he's, found, his, he's found his role. And I feel like that's what would have happened with Wade. It's a bit like Kendrick Perkins in a way. They're not guards, but Perkins kind of always said to Doc, because Perkins obviously really touted, touted in his high school years. All the players would have been, right? And he joins Boston, says that to Doc, he's like, man, Doc, like you started, you stopped me from being an all-star. Cause like he's joking with him. Cause he's like, 
because I played with you in Boston, the role I played, people are going to see me as very functional. Whereas if I went some other team, I would have just got my 20, my whatever, 30 points game. Like I would have just become one of those guys. And then people would look to me and depend on me like that. And so that's a bit how I think different players fall into their roles. And that's kind of how I see Dwayne. I think he would have just, he would never have had the success. He wouldn't be on TNT now. No one would care who he was. That's my view. Um, but I think Carmelo would have been what he is. Yeah, I, mean, I think Wade. Yeah, I, I think Carmelo would have had the career that he had, kind of like we've always said about David Robinson as well. I'm okay. kind of seeing yeah, that for point. him. That's good. That's yeah. Good but, you know, we've also acknowledged that um, Melo's, you know, had a good international career. And, um, yeah, he'd probably, yeah, still yeah. Make, he'd probably still make all-star teams. And then, yeah, so you know, I think he would have had the same career. That's my yeah. thing. Yeah, the so same that's, that's, that's fair. Just, just what it is. But Wade, I don't know what do you think about there. If he, if he was in the somehow, I don't wait, wait, Wade's, in, Wade's interesting, man. Because when we talked about uh, right team, wrong place, I don't know, I get those episodes mixed yeah, up. That's right, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking Wade all week, and then you let off with Wade. I was like, motherfucker. Like, I was thinking, <laughs> not, not, not from, um, not from a cynical point of view, because the, our whole intent of that episode was not to be cynical. It was just, look, um, well, that was a right time, yeah, right player, right time, yeah, right team, yeah, right and, and, yeah. And Dwayne Wade was just. Yeah, he was drafted by a good organization that we've mentioned. Shaq decides to play with him because I guess he reminded yeah. him of a Kobe Bryant or Kobe Bryant light or whatever. And, and you know, Dwayne Wade absolutely did his part. He was a finals MVP. There was no taking that away from him. He was the best player in that series, bar none. Um, and then he then turned into a player where I guess – you know what? We just talked about how in 2003 would have Vince been able to have said, this guy's better than me talking about LeBron James now. And I'm the veteran by, you know, three, four years, but you know, I'm probably slowly going to have to give him my role. Does he have, um, is he humble enough to accept that? Because we all know that Dwayne Wade made Miami heat what it was. And then Chris Bosch and, and, um, and LeBron James come to it, and he, you know, he clearly has no problem in reduced shots, and 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 his stats took a hit because he knew that it quickly became LeBron's team. So um, you can't. Not all players are wired like that. Like I don't see, I don't see Allen Iverson accepting that in his like yeah. in his fifth year in the league. No fucking way. So. Um, so yeah, Dwayne, I, I Dwayne, think Dwayne, Vince, Dwayne Wade's interesting because I see a lot of similarities between him and Vince. Um, the way, they, and I don't know if the skill levels uh, like LeBron's clear, clearly better than Vince, even as a even as an incoming high school student. But um, I don't think the same is necessarily true of Dwayne Wade as the third year. Wow, you think Vince? You, you you think you think Dwayne Wade's rookie year is better than Vince and his? What, no, he became year? that in Miami. But if Dwayne Wade comes out of oh. Marquette and joins the Raptors. And he has yeah. that coach, and he has that situation. Can can he emerge that same way that that Wade did? Maybe I, Maybe. I but I'm not totally convinced, and I'm not yeah. totally convinced that it can just be as clear cut that okay, the ball's got to go to Wade instead of Vince. Whereas I'm pretty sure that LeBron would show in his first five six games that yeah, like we're going to go through LeBron, and Vince is going to be happy that that that's the case. Whereas mm-hmm. yeah, with Vince and 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 way that presents an entirely other problem because now you got two guys completely different 
play like they're really playing almost the same kind of role yeah. for a team, kind yeah. of with slightly different skills, and maybe they figure it out. But I, I anyway, the point is, is I'd be I a little see, skeptical. I, I don't see it working so, out. I don't see now, it working out. Question for you about we're talking about LeBron leaving. If he were to have been drafted by the Raptors, would uh, Drake would he oh, have? Oh God! Emerged? How does he make he his way? He would have been slightly emerging as a star in 2009-10, right? Just kind of there in the early part of the run. Would he have been uh, – would the relationship there have been enough to uh, somehow get him to stay? Would there be some kind of um, – some duo there? I have two quick stories to tell you. Um, okay. Uh, he's a friend of the show. He's actually a promoter. And he told me that um, he goes up to me one day and he goes, uh, this is last summer. And he goes, uh, oh, Kawhi's staying. I'm like, how do you know? I'm like, him and Drake were at uh, the, at my spot, patio. <laughs> they, you know, had their, you know, $300 Hennessy aged 400 years, whatever the fuck. And uh, they toasted and, you know, he's staying. I'm like, well why couldn't they have been toasting to like future endeavors? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Oh shit. I didn't think about that. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so there's a, there's, I have another story that I was personally involved in. Um, it, this was 2000 and Oh God, seven. So Drake is, um, or maybe 2008. Drake is, like Drake came out like guns best blazing, man. Had. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was before the best before I ever that. had. This okay. was this was the um, this is the I'm Mix still tapes. fly. Yeah, I'm still fly mixtapes. You know, he's I think he's playing on New York radio before he's even playing in Toronto. Um, and Raptors, the Toronto Raptors had what was called a Raptors Red Party, and I was at this place called Music Music with a K, so you yep. know it's cool. I remember yeah. music, yeah, yeah. So. And I, I was there. Um, I, I was able to get in. And um, and I just remember being like, like, I'm not a loser, so I'm not going up to Chris Bosch and Jose Calderon and, um, oh, God, I think Danielle Marshall. And, like, I'm not going up to these guys asking for my autographs. I'm just like, this is freaking cool. Like, I can I can hear these guys. I can see what they're drinking. Like, this is, this is really cool. But I'm not going to be that loser that asks them for an autograph or picture. Um. And so I was within reaching distance of like the guys that I go starstruck for, right? Athletes, like guys that are doing that I could never have done. Drake, who is like not even six months into his popularity, <laughs> I just hear this guy going, coming through, Drake. And like 20 people show up and they just <laughs> like they all file in unison, like there's some part of some communist regime like all like lined up making sure no one could get access to drake like drake was paid in full very early very quick and <laughs> like he was he was a big deal like right away like okay. so the, the moral of the story is i couldn't touch drake if i wanted to which i which i have zero intent to have done back then as i do now and um i'm thinking that like yeah i think i think the marriage would have been there right away with LeBron and Drake. So it's possible. Like he might've had some sway. Like, I don't know, because as we all know, Drake kind of is, he's like this jock sniffer who just goes to city to city. And, you know, he was a Miami heat season ticket holder. So, um, 
yeah, it's 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 possible. I'm not putting it past him that like yeah. Drake could have been like, hey man, let's you know play in Toronto, man. Like we can do some things here. You never know. Just the way you describe that, LeBron, I think would be like, I'm not having any part of that. <laughs> Just because no one's gonna no one's gonna overshadow LeBron. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like two alphas who aren't gonna. That's true. Who aren't gonna. It's true. Together. That's a great story, man. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Oh no no no! I got something for you, my friend. Oh, okay. I, I I've been saving this. I was actually gonna hit you with this um, at yeah. the beginning, but okay. I'm, are you ready for this unprotected chair shot? Tell me. Raptors win the lottery. Okay. And they pick LeBron James, and LeBron James pulls an Eric Lindros and a Steve Francis <laughs> and refuses. <laughs> refuses to play for Toronto. A, how plausible well, is that? I think very, it's very plausible. Yeah. Yeah. And B, um, what are the ramifications? Okay. Love that take. Okay. So, okay. It's for sure very plausible. I even put that at 50.5%. I actually a- think absolutely. that that could happen. Um, and, 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 and let me, let me ask you this. Is he a dick for doing that? Because I don't think he's a dick for doing that. Toronto's just okay. not, tr- Toronto is just not proven itself in 2003. I'm sorry. So is to, okay, 50.5%, just slightly the edge that that's, that's entirely plausible. Secondly, is he a dick for doing that? Um, yes, he's a dick, but, but no, you can't believe him. Like, it's just, because when I say that is because, well, there's the rules, there's the draft. We know how this works. So then you, you like, you're supposed to get drafted and you're supposed to go to the team, but like, so it's not nice to not do it. However, I'm not, you're not going to blame him. Like, you know, cause if you're, if you're in such a situation, then you try to try to make the best of it in different ways. Right. Like you try not to go to that team. Like Lonzo morning did. Okay. Granted Lonzo morning was a veteran. He wasn't a rookie who had been drafted. So let's play that out. Like how that, how that looks. So the NBA is like, what? Like we can't have the number one pick like not go to the team like that's that's incredible it's crazy um so what 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 did it um what 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 did happen with steve francis because i'm trying to remember how that happened yeah i know right because he was crying he didn't want to go to vancouver and he didn't he didn't right um no absolutely not he never stepped foot there so i think vancouver just had to trade the pick or trade him so I mean, it's it's not even that far removed because Steve Francis would have been in what ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, ninety nine. You're right. Oh my god, it would have been four years removed. So the two Canadian teams just lost out. Where was he drafted? Sorry for a second. Steve Francis was drafted. Um, well, he went to, he went to Vancouver and then he went to Houston, right? Well, so he was drafted by Vancouver, but because he, and I'm looking at it, he announced he didn't want to play for the Grizzlies. He cited the distance from his Maryland home, taxes, endorsements, and God's will. <laughs> no, so, t- tell me, tell me that's not true. Well, I just, that's, that's what the, there's a Wikipedia page as a reference. I mean, I could that dive into it. That is amazing. He was the number two pick. Oh, wow. God. God. So will. then I'm sorry. You know what? Oh I totally God. forgot about that. It's entirely possible that the number one pick wouldn't go play for Toronto. That would have been a complete catastrophe for the NBA. Cause I mean, Steve Francis wasn't on the level of LeBron. Um, actually, I don't know. No, let me rephrase that. That's not a catastrophe for the NBA. That's a catastrophe for Canada. Toronto. Yep. Toronto. Because, well, because, because it's Vancouver in, and Toronto. Because in 2003, the Grizzlies are what? Only a couple years 
they only have a couple years left in the NBA, right? Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, like, and, and and that did not help. <laughs> that did not help. I'm sure when you, I'm sure when you do an autopsy on the Vancouver Grizzlies, Steve Francis not wanting to play for you had a lot to do with it. But no, there's, there's, yes, the only one thing though is because the like the Grizzlies had really no real shining moments, whereas Toronto had the dunk contests at Vincent T Mac National Day games, Christmas Day games, and the playoffs and the big shot against Iverson. And Toronto is also like a city of like five, well, three, five million people, whatever, versus Vancouver, which is I think not even touching a million at that point in time. So it's a bit of difference. However, I do get your point. I think that that's a real shot. Because, like, at that point, Vince is for sure trying to leave if, like, you're, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not sticking around at that point if you just get embarrassed like that. Um, <laughs> so it's entirely possible that, yeah, like, could – so do you think that that could actually destroy the Raptors franchise that they have to leave Canada, do you think, like, if that happened? No, because I think they were healthy enough financially and – um yeah, we were because I think again I, I I keep mentioning Barnani years, but I remember talking to someone who had some sort of um like th- some sort of auxiliary relationship with MLSC, and they said, "Look, you know the Raptors struggling and the and the Toronto Maple Leafs struggling is night and day. Like it's, it's not even close. Like like the Leafs the, the, the what the Leafs bring in to this entity is." The Raptors will never be able to, but, um, but they said the Raptors are still healthy enough that even with Barnani, the ratings it does on TV, um, the fans that come out, it's still a decent ticket because it just the fact that there's NBA in Toronto, it will it's 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 here to stay pretty much. Once Toronto made its way out of the dome and into that arena, it, it's like it's it's never going to leave type of thing, right? So no, it's it's. And we just mentioned before, that was a decent – if LeBron leaves, maybe we get Darko. Maybe we still get Bosch. Maybe we yeah. just get someone. It's like – and Vince leaves. It's, it's, it's okay, man. The, the city would have been fine. It just would have been hilarious because we would have had two guys to, to boo against, right? LeBron and, uh, and, and Vince. Yeah. That's great. I think um, if LeBron had pulled that shit uh, – it would have actually almost been better because when you when you're trading the number one pick, LeBron James, you're gonna pull in like a haul versus you just draft Chris Bosch. You know what I mean? So that could have actually been really good for the team. Now, with that said, they had such incompetent management with Brian Colangelo in later years that all those picks would have just been nothing anyway. But um, That's true. but like still at that time you'd be like, oh, okay, well, we're turning him into picks. So Man, that's great. That's a really interesting counterfactual. I just, All right, I just man, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I just to 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 end on that. Um, I kind of just see LeBron as, look, man, I'm already my high school brand. Me on my high school team, Notre Dame or whatever he played for, is like, I'm already bigger than Toronto Raptors. <laughs> like, I deserve. Yeah. I even, and it just goes to show you that when. You know, yeah, like, I'm sorry, Cleveland, Ohio um, is a step up from Toronto in terms of an NBA market because of a lot of reasons, and especially in 2003. So uh, you put it at 50-something. I put it closer towards, yeah, I'm putting it pretty high, believe it or not, because 
he's got nothing to lose, man, because it's like you said, the American media is going to be on his side. They're going to be like, yeah, I wouldn't want to play in Toronto either. Um, they wouldn't know what to do with him. Um, yeah. He would have totally had the support of everyone except Toronto, and no one would have cared about Toronto. So um, I put it at, 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 at higher than that. So. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, that's good. All right, man. Thank you for that. Take care, everyone. Take care, everybody. Hello.